Welcome back, bad movie lovers, to the worst movie of the year, a City of Geek podcast. I am Bob Foster, and I am your host for this weekly podcast, in which we look at the worst movies of any particular year, every week choosing a random year, then watching the worst movie that's currently available. You can find all those episodes wherever you found us on, whether it be Transistor, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever it is. Now enough jibber-jabber for me, let's get to the show. Even though we do have the same setup of people as last week, uh, why don't everyone... Everyone introduce themselves that way. Everyone know everyone at home knows whose voice is whose. Uh, Cody, go first. I am Cody. Are there mics? <laughs> I'm Mike. Uh, back again. <laughs> Mike Kehoe, to be clear, because I think there's two of us. And I am other Michael again. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, it's the same setup as last week, so don't worry, you're not playing the Emoji Movie again. Uh, if, you, if you're coming back, I'm like, wait, wait, I know all three of these voices from, from the previous time. Uh, we do have a, you know, the same people decided to come back and put themselves through for a second time through the ringer for Mike and Mike's case of uh, Jason Friedberg and Aaron Setzer films, because we are looking at 2010's Vampires Suck uh, after... 2006's date movie from our second episode, which also had Mike, Mike, and but Eric Morgret instead of Cody. Uh, so thank you guys for coming back for a second time through the same set of writer directors. Um, but before we talk about the movie itself, as a note that yeah, this is a uh, Vampire Suck. It came out August 18th of 2010 with a budget of 20 million dollars. Uh, most of that probably going to cocaine um, and heroin. It made 81 million dollars total, uh, but it opened in number two at 12 million. Uh, after the Expendables and a Beat Eat Pray Love in that same weekend. Uh, this is a movie that uh, I th- wasn't sure if I had seen when it came out. I know I'd seen Transylvania because a friend dragged me to that, but I wasn't sure if I had seen this. I don't think I did, but it's so bland and forgettable. I might have, and I'm probably going to forget about it within a week. <laughs> is this, uh, any of y'all be- watched this one before this weekend? No, I'd heard about it. Um, this this is my only foray into Silterberg. If you ever suggest another one of these, I'm saying absolutely not. <laughs> I literally had to get drunk to make it through this movie. I got a half hour in. I'm like, fuck it. I drank a ha- I got half a bottle of whiskey just to get through this shit. Yeah, was- maybe that's maybe that's what I should have done. It was, it was like watching grass grow. It was really just, it was like watching unbuttered bread just brown. It was the most bland thing I've seen. Yeah, like Cody, you might have thought that this one was bad, but you should have seen Date Movie because that one is like offensively awful. This one is is more of a, a boring slow dive into anti-comedy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say this is almost worse because basically what, you know, it was just so boring. Yeah, like, they they basically decided to the that how they were going to lampoon Twilight was to basically make Twilight again. Yeah, which you know, like all four movies shoved into one. It wasn't. It wasn't even all four though. Is it? Oh, was the first. Yeah, two. I've never seen them. This came no, out about two weeks after, two months after Eclipse came out. Uh, and then, so Breaking Dawn wasn't out yet, so they couldn't really get into that. It 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 seems a lot like they wanted to make fun of all four, I guess, books since you know the movie. I guess the movies weren't out yet, and they got through, you know, all of the fir- they got through most of the first one with like throwing some of New Moon in there without you know, you know, just like out of sequence, and then they were like. 
oh shit, there's like 15 minutes left of runtime. What are we going to do? I honestly don't remember. I've seen all, all the Twilight movies, but I honestly don't remember anything from the clips. I have no idea if they pulled anything from there. But uh, I know I have seen, I do remember most of Twilight and, and uh, New, New Moon. So that's we've seen the, the two major influences in this one. Well, you know, like the, the it's a lot of, some of the Venturi interactions and that kind of stuff. You know, there's smatterings of the other two in there. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's like I, I watched um, break, both parts of Breaking Dawn last year. Wife and I got really drunk and watched four or five hours, however long it is, of, of, of those. Uh, thank you, How This Get Made, you know, the, the pod, <laughs> the, uh, another bad movie podcast that definitely has a lot more listeners than we do, right? <laughs> By several thousand. Uh, several oh, million. Um, but uh, yes. Uh, it, by, I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing to ultimately to to kind of stick to the plot like point by point because it gave them less freedom to do stupid shit but also reined them in so they were stuck like with not going too far off so therefore they weren't able to be as offensively stupid as, as before if they since they could if for a like, date movie and and epic movie and the other ones they're able to just kind of weave their way through wherever the fuck they want to go uh even if it makes absolutely no sense and this time by following through an actual plot line it kind of like well the six way a lot of it so i, I don't want to be someone who's you know trying to have their cake and eat it too by saying yeah i'm glad they made it technically a better movie but also was less interesting of a movie right it's it's it doesn't cross into the so bad it's good territory it's just kind of bad and bland it, it to me felt like a bunch of like the worst snl sketches with like padding in the middle and you're like i just have to get through this to find something funnier because there i think there is some decent jokes in there but they just play them too long i think the edward on the Segway was a funny thing but they just they just hit you over the head with it over and over. And so a lot of the jokes are like, that could work in a better movie. Yeah, I thought that same. Well, actually, I, I found myself like, oh, I like this joke. And I like this joke. And I like this joke. Uh, I don't know if it's the, the, the people, you know, the actual actors come up with a better option or a different set of producers. Or I, I don't know about that. But uh, some of the jokes actually landed a lot more than they have in the previous films. Um, I actually laughed at the uh, Black Eyed Peas joke. I'm like, huh, that kind of works. <laughs> yeah. um, and that little interaction between those people and uh, Dom DeLuise's son um, from uh, Third Rock to Sun. It's like, oh, hey, him. Uh, that's like, oh, cool. That's a bit that works, a bit that works. And there's almost these moments in here that, that kind of almost land. Uh, yeah, you just you just kind of wish those moments were in a better movie and played a lot less, I think. Because that's I feel like, you know, with these guys they do this over and over again where they have a joke and then, you know, they're like, shoot, we need to we need to get the minimum to seventy minutes, so just just keep on with that joke over and over again and then you get real tired of it real quick because they're not amazing jokes. They're not revolutionary jokes. They're just you're like, that's not a bad joke <laughs> and then they continue on with it. Well, let me let me tell you a joke that really didn't land was like the dad's sex stuff towards his daughter. Oh yeah, that was like cool. that was just not appropriate. The like, whole movie felt a little tone deaf in yeah. general, as they tend to be, because these are made for like twelve year olds. You know, right. they're, they're made for frat boys and twelve year olds. Uh, 
this this one seemed a lot like really they started showing some active contempt towards their audience. Hmm. It's like, you know, okay, here's another thing that we're going to shit out and we're going to keep doing this and keep making it worse until you stop watching it because fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they still made more movies after this, uh, but there's definitely less of a, a, a draw, I think, generally. Like, $12 million is a decent opening. Right? You know, Maybach, it's money ultimately. But there's like a noticeable lack of dumb comedians shoved into the movie. Of course, Kim Jong's there and Dedrick Bader and some other people. It's like there's less in each of these. And I was looking at the, the INDB credits for like the next couple movies, uh, like the, the Starving Games and Fat, uh, Want to Go Fast or something. Fast and Furious parody. Um and it was like less and less recognizable people in, in the cat in the cast. So they can't even get like people to come out for a day and like, you know, $10,000 uh, by this point, you know? Right. And yeah, I think uh, the weirdest part about this movie is there wasn't original characters like they tend to in the other ones. There's the, the rip off. Everyone's doing kind of a reenactment of the movie in the weirdest possible way in the weirdest sense and it just it came off as really sloppy and the the impressions were just okay and very surface level and it just it yeah i mean like i said earlier it felt like an snl sketch that just meandered on way too long it's it's too close to being a remake basically <laughs> yeah. yeah it really is like and you know twilight and you know the, the entire twilight series in their own respects are legitimately bad books and were and worse movies were made off of them. You know, there's, there's plenty of opportunities to mine, you know, the garbage that Stephanie Meyer came out, came up with for some actual comedy, but they just, I guess they're just, they're not talented enough to do that. Yeah. Like uh, I expect, actually expected a lot more dumber comedy or a lot of the stuff I'd see on the internet in regards to, twilight jokes uh but more i found this like almost to be like a live action riff of it that's a it's a, you know i've seen the riff tracks a couple of times and watched the bad lip readings uh of twilight more than i've seen the actual movie on on the whole i've actually seen it all unriffed once when it's playing theatrically um and all the other ones have been all uh by a riff tracks but this is almost like because they're commenting on on the movie like almost directly remember this scene and this is a funny thing that happened in the scene because of how badly it was made the first time around but we're going to reference how bad the movie was for the movie that you probably already have seen. Uh, so it was like, yeah, it reminded me of someone filming the jokes from a riff tracks into the right. movie. Right. It, 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 this movie felt very hostile towards the Twilight fan base, which when I looked online, all the positive reviews of this movie, and there's, there's more than I expected. A lot of eight out of tens, a lot of nine out of tens. <laughs> That threw IDB me had off. a lot of good and It reviews. was all because of them being like, "Yeah, give it to those Twilight fans," and I'm like, all right, "Just they, they're just a fan of this shitty book. It's fine." Well, I mean, and you know, really, you know, they were talking about the Twilight fans as you know all the tween girls, but, <laughs> but when you think about it, the really toxic fan base for Twilight was like the middle-aged Karens. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh God, yeah. Like, and you know, there, there, there's, there, there's like some real stuff that they could mine there. Right. Like, you know, just how creepy the middle-aged Karens were about, you know, Edward Sullen, I guess was his <laughs> name in this one. 
Um, you know, the you know, Kristen Stewart stoning her way through the lines because, you know, if you've paid any, you know, even heard about the commentary for the Twilight series, like both Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart were like stoned out of their gourd for like the entirety of the series. <laughs> you have to be, you have to be. And you know, that that's where a lot of like the pauses and them like losing the thread of the discussion, like midway through scenes was coming from, um, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff that they could have mined there for comedy, just like as far as how the movie went. And they just didn't. They just lost all those opportunities and made, you know, a, a faithful reproduction of yeah, Twilight. Gus Van Sant's Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that would have been interesting to take a look at, like, yeah, on uh, a bigger look at, at Twilight as a whole. And, you know, it's like having those people and like having middle-aged women following around Edward or just the whole culture around it. Um, but actually funny if on what you're saying, like uh, on being a faithful reproductions, like I was actually uh, surprised at my note, uh, writing my notes, I was surprised. Like this actually looks like twilight. They, it's the they same, the almost the same set. It's the same color palettes. It's the same, like it, it's the same props. I don't know if they were, if, if they were able to like access that in some way. It's kind of, you know, took the warehouse or whatever of Twilight shit. It, it uh, like but there was an actual effort to try and recreate Twilight, which is the weirdest thing. <laughs> I, I think I think a great missed beat was they could have made a comment about there's one black person in the movie, and you know, it was because uh, Stephanie Meyer insisted that you know, if there's to be any black people, they have to be the villain. Hmm. Like you know, there there's there was a great opportunity for them to make a comment about the fact that there are no there's like. There's one black person in the entire movie. Right, but they couldn't because all their Indians were either Mexican or white people. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, Mike, uh, like Ike Barinholtz or whatever playing the... Right, uh, the Indian father. Well, you know, Hispanics and uh, they're, they're Native American too, right? Well, the, yeah, we're half, uh, half <laughs> Hispanic or half uh, Spaniard and half Native American. But definitely not not fitting for Northwestern, right, right. which at least the movies tried to to get. I mean, the actual movies tried to tried to follow through on. Right. That that was another like pretty cringeworthy thing. Was like, yeah, let's just beat the crap out of the disabled character in the background. Yeah. It also came out of nowhere. Uh, Cody, you're uh, so. What? You were about to say them. Oh yeah, no. I mean that that fight scene was like, wait, what? As it, as it was in date movie, when in doubt, punch someone in the face. If there's any slow beat at one point where they don't actually have a joke to say, have someone punch somebody either in the background or directly. That happened continually in date movie and then some of the other movies and these same guys like, and beat, bam. <laughs> when you get that brief moment. Uh, actually, but uh, I do want to say when it comes to recreating Twilight, um, I thought the the main girl, I wrote down her name, I can't find her, it is in my notes. I, th- I thought she was actually pretty good at, at uh replicating uh Kristen Stewart like almost perfectly uh and in some way can be a detriment where it's not hitting you over the head with it but also it kind of works it makes it less and more bearable to watch uh without very annoying main character of more like well she's annoying as Bella is but she also without overplaying it she kind of lets you know she plays this as Bella that everyone else kind of is the not as good, but uh, right. but I thought she was actually a, a fine addition. I thought I, too bad she hasn't really done anything after this. Could be interested in what she's actually like as a regular actress and something. Yeah, not 
Yeah, she's like credited in one other thing that I saw, which was another like kind of garbage film. What's weird, like I looked through the reviews of yeah, as as, as uh, Mike Hugh did, I looked through reviews of this with an IMDb and just generally the Metacritic reviews that are still active, and almost all of them are positive towards her, saying that yeah, she you know this is a piece of shit, but she was good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, ta- talking about talent, like you know. Ken, Ken Jeong, we can, you can kind of expect because you know, crappy movies like this were kind of his bread and butter for a while. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I thought he said a little before he wasn't as normally as as wild as he got later. He's kind of more restrained. Ken Jeong, before he starts showing up in things about four years, but this is like, oh god damn it! But I interrupted you, Mike. Sorry. Yeah, but you know, they managed to get Diedrich Bader to sign on for this, which you know, <laughs> Diedrich Bader has better things to do. And also, I was like, one, I also wondered, like, how the fuck did they get David Foley to be in this? Right. David <laughs> Foley owes a lot of people a lot. He owes his ex-wife a lot of money. I don't know if you guys know uh, about that, but uh, there was a, he got divorced during, uh, during news radio. And so the alimony was based upon his news radio salary. And he still has to pay that continually, no matter oh. what he's doing. I feel like oh, that's who these directors go after is people who have recently divorced, owe a lot of money, or are contractually obligated to do movies, and they're like, "Hey." And uh, Ike Barinholtz and Krista Flanagan were in it too, so it was a lot of the Mad TV cast of the late two thousands. <laughs> might as well. That I think the show was like ending around then, right? So might as well. Yep, they're like, "Hey," it's like they just stood outside of the Mad TV studios with like a, you know. <laughs> Fifty dollars and a, a little Caesar's pizza. Come on, come make our uh, come make our Twilight parody with us. Yeah, no, there was. Oh, okay. a lot of uh, "Hey, fellow kids" moments in the uh, the prom scene. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. like you know, yeah, DJs totally use records in 2010. <laughs> They're absolutely going to play the hustle at a high school prom in 2010. Yeah. And then also, you know, like high schoolers, the other, these, these also lame ass high schoolers are doing the electric slide to the hustle. Was well, this a wedding? <laughs> it's, 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 it's required wedding music, but I, I mean, I guess they were, all, they were, they were like going, trying to go for the wedding scene, like almost. Oh yeah. I can see that. Even Cause you know, they filmed yet, cause that's the next movie after that <laughs> well you know they but the thing is they reference it because they reference the whole bite her thing which happens after the wedding scene in what eclipse uh that's in the end of breaking dawn part one the wedding the whole setup to breaking dawn part one is is getting ready for the wedding yeah so like i'm saying they throw stuff in from the other like so they're they're clearly referencing stuff that isn't movies yet yeah, well, there's the so, books at this point, so yeah. yeah so, yeah. like, like they're throwing this stuff in there, and so, but it's just disjointed and clearly, like, you know, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna." I, I think they had the plan to do all of the books, but they spent so much time making a surprisingly faithful reproduction of Twilight that they really ran out of time to do much more than like throw like a random reference or two from the other uh, material in there. Yeah. And you know, I think the one thing this movie does really well is uh, proving that Stephanie Meyer wrote maybe two books and stretched it out into four. Cause this movie does a surprisingly decent job of compressing all those books into 
one 70-minute movie. Yeah, definitely. It's, a, it's weird. It's like, yeah, it'd be shorter than several of those movies together, but still cold from the whole plot. Uh, at least for that and uh, New Moon, because I, I it's definitely those two more than his Eclipse and uh, Breaking Dawn, because you don't have any... At one point, it seems like Edward's in Rio, so it's a reference to that, but <laughs> yeah. actually having to follow through. The, um, but I was saying, the guy who plays Edward spent the entire time thinking, I know his voice, I know his voice, and he's the guy who voices Anakin for anything Star Wars, mostly um, uh, mostly Clone Wars. So it was like watching Clone Wars recently, then watching this, like, oh, oh, hey. <laughs> who normally does voice work, so he doesn't really do a lot of uh, in-person work, so it's a change yeah yeah what some of some of the other like really tone deaf moments is like the uh they just like slipped in you know racism towards indians and in, like the first scene where she's talking to jacob yeah yeah just like, like lol indians are always drunk like yeah that was a an off bit yeah they, but they don't really follow through and thank god i was kind of worried at that point that the entire movie would be like all the indians are continually drunk or there, there, there was also like the the blood libel stuff but at least with that point they decided to use canadians for it yeah. instead of <laughs> just like <laughs> i mean i guess they had to make some kind of joke about that because you know vampires but they decided that Going full, you know, full Jewish with that was probably a little bit too far, so they decided to sub Canadians instead. Yeah, like that'd be if we, um, but actually, on, on nothing with all the weird, all the vampires around, I was uh, actually surprised I did like the idea that always vampires are everywhere and they're just completely oblivious uh, you know, to the fact that the town thing. is filled with vampires. <laughs> yeah, that was one thing I thought worked. I sorry, guys. Oh, okay. I actually thought that was like the one joke that actually worked. They're like, I don't know what's so mysterious about this town as you see everything vampire related. Well, I mean, actually, I mean, that is a good riff on Forks. Because Forks, yeah. yeah, Forks is like totally like full on Twilight now. Like, oh, yeah, they, they owned it, they leaned into it hardcore. And I, I, I kind of, uh, you know, you kind of get like almost a chuckle out of the fact that they're calling it Sporks. It's but the, the way easiest joke to go there without <laughs> yeah, but the way everybody pronounces it, it just sounds like sports. <laughs> yeah, the uh, uh, shoot, let's say what's funny enough is like uh, owner for say, yeah, I, I lost my lost my train of thought there. With that, but uh, it was something I do with the with the town itself, which was filmed in uh, Louisiana. Um, yeah, which is completely the opposite style but for the most part like the small towns like actually i thought the small town would be in it's like is that port angeles is that port townsend and but then you get the swamps i'm like oh that's definitely somewhere in, in the south um yeah. but then i looked it up later i'm like oh okay that that's where we're at um but yeah some, i was gonna say something about the actual joke that landed about the town itself being filled with vampires and nobody noticed uh darn it i lost my i lost my place in this Yeah, but it, <laughs> but I, oh yeah, that's so. It actually had nothing to do with that at all, but about vampires on the whole. Which uh, I guess in showing that restraint, I expected more bigger vampire jokes to come through. We do get one scene with Buffy, which of course they have to put Buffy across her tits to show it she's Buffy. Uh, yeah. But there wasn't like 
no Dracula, no would no Dracula, no Lestat, nothing like that effect. Expected more to kind of come in with knowing these people and the way that their their humor works. That it saved itself almost completely on track, and that rather than bringing in a bunch of stuff, which probably is for the best, because I would probably be really cringy at whatever jokes they would do with like Louis and Lestat. It's like oh ha ha, they're gay, ha ha ha. Um, compared to anything actually funny um, in regards to that. Uh, but for Or, you know, things, if they brought the girl in. But um, Chris, that would, that would have been Dunst, bad. Claudia. Yeah. But, like, yeah, there's no Dracula. Like, you, you expect that to pop in at some point. Maybe it's a side scene or there's a character walk, walking in being, like, from some something else. Um, right. Especially for a movie called Vampire Suck, when it's yeah. very specific to the vampire, which is Stephanie Meyer's version of a vampire, which never makes any sense. And this movie proves that it doesn't make sense, that they glitter in daylight when they're always in daylight. It, you know, I think, uh, I think they are focusing on one specific type of vampire than the whole pantheon of, of, of the history of cinema with them. They're just like, no, these are, these are what people are obsessed with at this point in time. Yeah, the, the, very much have the expiration date like stamped on it, you know. Right. Even though the 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 last the last two movies hadn't come out yet, it still already felt stale. Right. Um, the, the whole uh, the whole Edward Sullen reveal scene did actually have a joke that kind of landed, where she's like, "You're a Jonas brother." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're they're they're. they're, they're I'm impressed that there were jokes that landed here, and they're like, uh, I forgot to look at what else came out in 2010 that got better ratings but this seems like i don't know it almost seemed like they were it was rated lower than it than it should be because it was actually right. it the 12 i think i got a metacritic uh at 18 the 18 got a metacritic is definitely it definitely deserves a low rating but i'd probably place it more around the 40s era you know right but it's it's an easy target it's low hanging fruit it's yeah. You know, it's making fun of something that everyone's already made fun of and seems like a crass cash in, which it definitely is. Uh, so I can give it, the, give it that like same thing last week for, you know, for emoji movie, which is a bad movie, but the zeros that I got was almost like we are going to go as low as we possibly can go because it's low hanging fruit to make fun of. You can easily write a bad review for this and call it a day. Uh, right. I, th- I think one of my favorite uh, riffs that my partner and I came up with was during the prom scene when we're like, is Chelsea from That's a Raven going to have to headbutt a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recognize anyone from That's So Raven besides Raven. Metacritic. <laughs> uh, I'm looking up to see actually what, what got worse ratings that particular year. Um, ah, poo. I lost my train of thought again. Oh, and also, in case you were wondering uh, if is Marilyn Manson a sellout, the answer is yes. So it was him at the end. I wasn't sure if it was him or, or uh, some bad cover. Well, no, the 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 uh, the end credit song that yeah, is that is Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I don't know if that was just like a sellout because he needed some more, you know, heroin money, or if it was a. Hey, we want to put your, uh, we want to have use your song for the end credits for a vampire movie, and he was just like cool without like looking into it at yeah, all. Yeah, dude. Or if it was just the label that was like, hey, we own this, we're gonna put it in this, and there isn't anything you can do about it. So you'll get some money yeah, out of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
But ultimately, yeah, that uh, by making a better movie, they made a less interesting movie. Um, right, it's easily more forgettable. Uh, I don't know what else I have in my notes. Painful to fucking quick. <laughs> like this one's coming out a little shorter at like about almost thirty minutes. <laughs> Definitely has has less uh, less to chew on, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's just so fucking painful to sit through. It's like it's ugh. Yeah, it's one of less and less notes as it went along because it's kind of got more and more boring. Because they essentially ran out of jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I only got like twenty-seven comments in this one. Where like emoji, I got above sixty. Yeah, yeah emoji had pages. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I think I got a third of the way through this movie just before I started like really losing interest because it's like you know, if I wanted to watch Twilight, I would watch Twilight, which I don't. <laughs> Unless you're watching the riff tracks, it kind of makes it worthy. Yeah, well, you know, and, and I, from what I've heard, like the commentary for the Twilight movies is fantastic because Robert Pattinson just hates the series and is very clear about that. Yeah, as does uh, Kristen Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, th- I think I'm going to give the actual, like, legit movies another watch just so I can uh, do the, uh, listen to the commentary on it. But yeah, you know, it's just like, it's. It was too much Twilight to be interesting. And too little of a parody to you know, make it sit through, boy. Uh, also, I finally got Metacritic to load and the other movies that came out around for 2010 that it was technically worse than uh, based upon this was some Nutcracker movie to save a life, whatever that is. The Last Airbender came in two points above. Oh, man. <laughs> the Killers, uh, The Bounty Hunter, Furry Vengeance, which I remember actually watching because a friend dragged me to that. Same friend dragged me to Transylvania um, a few months before this. Now, yeah, right, now Last Airbender, that's a movie I can hate watch. Yeah. That is a... I'm not... I'm After I'm done watching Avatar, the series for the first time, which I'm watching it through right now, as everyone else in the world is, um, I'm going to watch the movie again just so I can hate it a second time, <laughs> third time. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> Had to come on and we do that episode. We got two more weeks. Two, uh, I, I, I always do that joke to people, and nobody ever, <laughs> nobody ever has positive reactions to it. I always say, funny <laughs> shit though. I actually love Battlefield Earth. Uh, <laughs> that's the second worst movie of 2000. I went through the other day, and I, 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 I went to see what movies there were for the entire length of the time I searched for. Um, and that was like, I was surprised that wasn't the worst of 2000. Uh, what got first? If that didn't get first. Uh, it came in. Let me see. Let me find the email I sent to Kim. Cause I sent her a list. Um, you know, we have nothing to talk about for this movie. If we start talking about other movies. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about other bad things, other bad movies that we would rather have watched. You know, my favorite, one of my favorite things about battlefield earth is that they were so confident. It was going to be a huge hit. Like they loaded up stores and shit with action figures and everything. And um, I I know a couple people who worked in the stores at that time. And they were like the day after the movie came out, everything went by like 75% off. I wish the action figures came at a Dutch tilt. Yeah, they should. (laughs) The the worst movie of that year uh, is Screwed starring um, with uh, Norm MacDonald and the. Oh yeah. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. That's uh, so that whenever 2000 comes up on the randomizer, that'll be it. Uh, speaking of other movies, I probably should announce to the podcast of what the um, what the next movie is for next week. Um, is we're going to a whole forever ago of last year. 
in which we're watching the worst movie from City of Geek from the from our worst of the year podcast, which you can find at cityofgeek.com. Uh, what was all, was on three out of the four people's lists because the other because Tony hadn't seen it uh, was the haunting of Sharon Tate. The uh, with a I think it's an eight on Metacritic with uh, starring Hilary Duff as Sharon Tate, uh, and it's a reprehensible take on uh, the night that uh manson the about the night that manson's family came in and killed her um but that's the whole thing to talk about next week i'm not gonna go into those details of why transible until uh until next week's episode so let's look forward to that as streaming on amazon prime if you have that and you want to join us uh if you want to watch a movie before you listen to next week's episode that's where it's at i know uh kim douthat will be joining us i'm not sure what the rest of the setup will be for the for the panel um, but we'll see where things go from there. Uh, but before, uh, before we call today, any, any final thoughts on vampires suck? Just yawn. Yeah. <laughs> dot, dot, yeah. This is yeah, a I mean, short episode cause there's a lot less to chew on. There's lots of talk about, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just hard, to hard but not. It's, it's, yeah. It's just, it's hard to hate this one because you know, twilight did it worse. Really? <laughs> like, and anyone watching Twilight's going to be riffing on it and parodying, making the same comments that they make in this movie. Right. Uh, so it makes it almost really pointless. Um, and I don't think anybody's really watching it now because Twilight itself is, is, is done. Um, besides, okay, occasionally when you see someone, I'm on a bunch of horror forums on, on Facebook, and I see occasionally people post something like, Twilight sucks, glitter vampires, ha ha. I was like, yeah, cool. That joke's 10 years old at that point. Very, very the joke was old when this movie came out 10 years ago. Yeah, and you know, even Twilight lampooned the glitter thing because they forgot about it about halfway through the series. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, in, in Breaking Dawn, there's there, part two, there, there's parts in, in, in Rio de Janeiro, and it's sunny, and everything's great, and, and, Nothing. <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah, we're, uh, we're done with the glitter makeup. Or until, until they needed to remember it for because of because there was a plot point that required it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just like, yeah. The people making Twilight really didn't care. The people, you know, as a, like just, everyone I'm behind and in front of the camera, like whatever. I'm disappointed. David Slade made a Twilight movie. Yeah, got to make got to make, make pay the bill somehow. Hey, so, hey, uh, Stephanie, Stephanie Meyer's gonna write another. Write another Twilight book, uh, guys. Well, she wrote it like ten years ago. It's finally coming out now. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess I need more money. Yeah, she's pulling a Rowling. <laughs> yeah, and then, but I guess for David Slade, the you know, the, he made uh, Thirty Days and Nights, and might as well vampires there, vampires there. I'm sure, we'll put them all together. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Condon made one of them, I think, and then or two of them. I think he made Breaking Dawn. Um, I'm not sure who made New Moon, but. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's Vampire Suck. Uh, thank you, anyone listening at home. Uh, we are getting a couple more subscribers every week, which is great. We're on iTunes now, uh, starting like last week. So you can find that there, transistor.worstmovietheyear.fm. Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash year. Twitter is at worst underscore movie. So like, comment, subscribe, share. Uh, tell us if there's any particular movie that you want us to talk about, even though we do have that set up. I'm kind of open to figure a lot of requests for the same thing. I'll look at that. Um, so, and for the rest of my panel work, can we find you guys online if you have anything you want to plug? Uh, you can find me at uh, YouTube backslash Outwest Productions. Cody? You can always find me at City of Geek or on my Twitter uh, at City of Geek Cody. And uh, Mike Amos, you got anything to 
plug out there? I, I do absolutely nothing outside of, I guess, this podcast now. Um, <laughs> so but I, I would like to, I would like to state that I just got a pair of kittens, and that my dog Archie would uh, absolutely die for them now already. They were very cute from the photos I saw online. Yeah, they they are they are extremely cute. Um, they are total jerks already, which you know is expected. So we look forward to following through with your their kittens on the next couple episodes is whatever ones you pop in on for only Seltzer was myself getting only the worst of the worst. Uh, but uh, yeah, everyone, everyone at home. Thank you for listening. Uh, as, as, as I said, like I'm subscribe to city.com. See positive things. Uh, we're doing weekly recommendations of streaming movies that are good uh, outside of these stream movies that are bad. So check those out at city of geek and at iTunes as well. Um, and we'll see y'all next week for The Haunting of Sharon Tate.